Dateline, a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode, The Gungan General. Uh, this is your host, Michael Cohen. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Uh, I've got a lot of news to get into, so I'm going to jump right into it with news of Clone Wars on DVD. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars A Galaxy Divided showcases four exciting episodes, Ambush featuring a showdown between Jedi Master Yoda and the villainous Asajj Ventress, and the three-episode Malevolence story, Rising Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, and Destroy Malevolence. In the Malevolence episodes, Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, and Obi-Wan Kenobi lead a mission to find and destroy a massive warship that is under the command of General Grievous. Uh, that is slated to drop on March 24th uh, in the U.S. and most likely in Canada as well. It's going to retail for $19.99, so around the $20 mark American, which means probably about $24.99 Canadian. Um, and, uh, and so that'll be the first time that the series has been available on DVD. No word on Blu-ray uh, as of yet for for this specific DVD, but uh, in the same article on StarWars.com, they did talk about uh, a multi-disc box set being available later in 2009 for the whole of season one of The Clone Wars. And that'll be available in Blu-ray and on DVD. So um, that's later in 2009. Uh, my guess is probably sometime in August maybe even uh, September or October, coinciding with the beginning of the, the uh, second season of the series. Uh, that's the way that they usually do it with other TV shows, so there's no reason to, uh, to not expect that from, from The Clone Wars. But this is pretty exciting to have it on DVD. It'll make it available to some international people. Uh, if you've got like a, a region-free DVD player, buy this online probably through starwarsshop.com and uh, and have it shipped out to you and you'll be able to finally watch these things in high def well not not true high def but at least a higher definition than you know YouTube videos and uh, and downloaded videos so um, so that's exciting for those of you who haven't been able to get your hands on an episode yet uh, and you'll be able to see the first episodes of this series so so that's pretty cool um, second piece of news is in regards to the upcoming episode, uh, Jedi Crash, and it is about Katie Lucas, who is George Lucas's daughter, and the story is uh, Katie Lucas, who wrote the upcoming episode, Jedi Crash, had this to say about writing for The Clone Wars. I mostly wanted to know and expand more on existing characters that had brief but memorable appearances in the film and have massive fan bases. In Jedi Crash, we get a more in-depth view of Ayla Secura, who became wildly popular after the films came out. It's always interesting to me that such characters with barely any screen time become the most popular. I definitely got a lesson in that with Dave Filoni, our director, and his love for Plo Koon, who is also featured in the series. 
I think fans will be stoked to see some of the old friends who we have lined up for the upcoming seasons. Uh, so that's pretty cool. She talks about, about Ayla Secure being in, in the episode, The I Crash, as well as the fact that uh, they've got a lot more characters lined up seasons, which I don't think is a huge surprise, but it is, it is good to hear it every once in a while that, you know, we're not going to be sticking with the characters that we've already seen, that there's going to be lots and lots of returning characters that are going to be expanded on. So I look forward to seeing that. And I really look forward to tonight's episode. This is sort of our second high profile writer, um, for the Clone Wars series, the first having been Paul Dini and now having Katie Lucas uh, take on the legacy of the Lucas name and write an episode. So I'm totally stoked to see this episode, to see Jedi Crash, and to, to, to sort of check out her writing chops and, uh, and see how that goes. So I guess uh, for, for those of us who, who are going to get to see the episode this week, that, that's pretty exciting. Um, last piece of news and this is this is rumor and speculation uh, to a point so I just want everybody to be forewarned this is not for sure but there has been some uh, footage leaked from Battlefront 3 uh, Star Wars Battlefront 3 which would be for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 um, this footage is online. I'm actually going to post it up on CloneWarsPodcast.com so you guys can check that out on our site. Uh, but I watched the footage this morning before before recording the episode, and holy smokes, the game looks awesome. The, the footage is terrible. It's like YouTube quality, um, just like this sort of shaky handy cam, totally grainy, but from what you can see the game looks amazing uh the graphics look awesome uh as great in the youtube video it's still it looks totally impressive um the environments look huge just like massive massive environments for these multiplayer showdowns uh in at one point in the video which you, you can log on to our website and check it out um you can see the character, the regular ground character that we're used to from the Battlefront games, running up to a Jedi Starfighter, the, the Mach 2, the, the Ada 7, I think, or Ada 4, something like that, Jedi Starfighter from Episode 3, hopping in that, taking off, touring around Coruscant, in through the buildings, and then uh, just, just above the buildings in Coruscant, there's a level of Star Destroyers, and, and other ships, other capital ships, sort of flies through that and then angles up and heads out of the atmosphere into space, into orbit around Coruscant, where there's even more capital ships, and then beyond that, docks with one of the capital ships, one of the Republic cruisers, gets out and heads into the interior of the Republic cruiser. And that's just unparalleled so awesome like these levels have got to be massive just huge the biggest levels that i have ever seen in my life uh and and i play a lot of video games like a lot of video games uh, i'm not so much into like first person shooters and multiplayer games 
but I have played both of the other uh, Battlefront games. Big fan of them. And to see this one going to this extent, uh, huge. But the downside is that apparently, like a few months ago, the developer, um, Free Radical, actually tanked and, and closed development on the game Battlefront 3. It was supposedly dead. But now we've got this video leaked. And, and at the time that, that Free Radical went, went under, um, everybody was saying that, that the game was not very far along, that it was really rough, that it wasn't coming out the way that they wanted it to, and it just wasn't as good as they wanted. Um, and so they, they killed the project. Um, and then with this video, we see a game that, that looks almost finished. I mean, gameplay-wise and everything, it, you, it's got everything that you would expect to see from a Battlefront game and even more. And it goes on to, to show clips of sort of cinematic cutscenes from what you would guess is probably the, the, the single-player story. Um, and, and just amazing stuff. Like what looks like just a totally beautiful game with, with an awesome storyline. Like the storyline from this game looks just unbelievable. And then uh, after I saw this video, I actually went over to uh, the website Kotaku, which is another video gaming website. Um, and, and I saw these pictures of, of a dark side Obi-Wan Kenobi as if Obi-Wan had turned to the dark side and still become a hermit, like still, still sort of tooled around the galaxy as a hermit. But going to dark side, like different dark side points in the galaxy, and you know, gathering relics and that sort of thing, and and this picture, I'll I'll post it on the website as well, of this dark side Obi Wan is just ridiculous. Like it looks so cool, and if this was part of the game's story, and we're never gonna get to play it, I am going to be so disappointed because it just looks amazing. And hopefully, with all of this footage and information being leaked. It's either pointing to, to the imminent release of the game um, or it gets some publisher or developer excited and they say to Free Radical, give us what you've got and we're going to take this game uh, and, and take it to fruition and, and release it as a full game. Because what they have, uh, unless it's like a demo and not actual gameplay footage, but if it is, it looked amazing and just bigger than than the force unleashed like just huge and you guys know that i that i freaking love the force unleashed which by the way i wasn't going to put a full news story in here but just so you guys know the game the force unleashed was actually nominated by the writers guild of america for uh for a best writing i i think in a video game it's up against fallout and and uh grand theft auto i think in a few other games from this year but my opinion the Force on expanding Star Wars lore just like blows everything else out of the water. The story was so great. But back to back to Battlefront. Um, I hope, I hope, and and maybe if if I find out that the game's not going to be released, we can start like a campaign or something and just start emailing and writing letters and and you know like uh, just do whatever we can uh, legally to convince someone to pick this game up and and finish it and distribute it because it just looks awesome and i just 
I just want to play this game. So, so I will, I will definitely keep my ears open for this one, and uh, and report back to you guys and let you know just what's going on with the story, uh, and 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 what we can do about it because the game looks wicked, and I just, I just want to play it. That's all there is to it. Um, so that's our news for this week. Uh, and from there, we're going to go into the collecting news. Pretty big news. Um, not specifically about a, any particular collectibles per se, but um, coinciding with the beginning of Season 2 of Clone Wars, Hasbro will be introducing a new package design for their Clone Wars lineup of toys. The main color scheme of the new packaging will be red, to honor Arc 77, an advanced recon commando captain. His name is Captain Fordo. Besides being a hero, his distinct red color was a great choice as an episode break from the previous blue, says Bill Concannon of Design Agency Pilot, who are the ones who designed these new, uh, the new packaging. Um, it looks great. You can head over to StarWars.com and check it out. Uh, JediInsider.com and RebelScum.com also have links to it, um, and and this just looks like great, great packaging. The 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 current Clone Wars packaging, the the 2008 packaging that we saw uh, come out in in August with the first wave, actually kind of before August, um, just was awesome. I love it. Like obviously the the look of our website of CloneWarsPodcast.com, the the Frontlines website is modeled after those action figure packages and uh and i think with with the release of this new packaging what i'll do and with the with the beginning of season two i'll probably go and redesign the site to coincide with this packaging and and to sort of be modeled after it because because the new stuff looks great i really like the the new red color scheme so be cool to get a change um so yeah, I'm excited about that, and that's expected later this year, probably around September, October, when the new season of The Clone Wars airs on Cartoon Network. Uh, but no, not really any news about the new season. We're gonna try and kind of kind of avoid that because we are still right in the middle of season one of The Clone Wars. Uh, we're on episode twelve which puts us pretty much right in the middle. I think that we've got about 24, 25 episodes this season. So we're, we're right in the thick of it. And uh, here is the recap of this past week's episode, The Gungan General. Anakin and Obi-Wan awaken in a cell inside the pirate compound. They soon realize they're not alone. Dooku is there with them, and all three of them are chained together. The pirate chief, Hondo Onaka, intends to ransom the Jedi once he's received the ransom for Dooku. Elsewhere, Turk Falso, Chief Onaka's second-in-command, meets with another Weakway henchman. They intend on intercepting the ransom, taking the spice for themselves, and cutting Onaka out of the deal. Back on Coruscant, Chancellor Palpatine, Yoda, and Mace Windu check in with Senator Karras and Representative Binks, who arrive at the planet Florum to deliver the ransom. However, the pirates have other plans. While the senator and his clone escort are strapping themselves in for landing, a pirate fighter drops in behind the shuttle and opens fire. The clone pilots do their best to evade the incoming missiles, 
but Jar Jar accidentally pushes a button, lowering the rear pilot into the cabin. In all the commotion, the missiles impact, sending the shuttle crashing towards the planet's surface. Meanwhile, at the pirate compound, Dooku uses the Force to lift a discarded plate of food towards his cell door. He maneuvers a carelessly left-behind knife off of the plate and into the key slot, tripping the door open. Dooku and the two Jedi are now free. The shuttle has crashed into a field of erupting geysers. Jar Jar and the clones are alright, but the pilots and Senator Karras died in the crash, leaving Jar Jar as the commanding officer. Back at the pirate compound, the Weequay henchman is scolded for not collecting the spice. Turk and his men board their swoop bikes and take off for Doshar Field to retrieve the spice and to kill any remaining Republic survivors. Elsewhere in the compound, the Jedi and Dooku are making their way to the hangar, but are intercepted by a group of pirates. Trying to double back, they're surrounded by another group of guards, summoned by Pilf Muckmuck, who spotted them making their way down the corridors. Back in their cell, Onaka contemplates what to do with the Jedi prisoners. He doesn't want to kill them, so he leaves them in their cell and orders one of the guards to keep watch. Of course, he should have picked someone with a stronger will, as Obi-Wan uses the Force to persuade him to open the cell. Back at the crash, Jar Jar and the clones have buried Senator Karras and the pilots. But they can't stick around for long. The geysers in Doshar Field are spilling acid into the air, making it a very dangerous place to be. And making it even more dangerous, the pirates show up to claim the spice. Outnumbered and outflanked, Jar Jar leads the group into one of the nearby geyser craters from the frying pan into the fire. But Jar Jar assures the clones, as long as the local wildlife thinks it's safe, it'll be okay. When the scalders, four-legged rhinoceros-like creatures, run, so will they. With the clones out of the way, the pirates claim the spice. But as they leave, something scares the scalders. This is the cue Jar Jar was talking about. The clones in Jar Jar leap from the crevice, avoiding the acid. Commander Stone advises that the team wait for a Republic rescue party, but Jar Jar disagrees. Anakin and Obi-Wan are waiting for the spice. With the pirates on speeder bikes, it doesn't seem like the clones will be able to catch up until Jar Jar suggests an alternative, riding the Scalders. The Scalders offer one advantage in the Doshar field. Their instincts allow them to avoid the erupting geysers, a skill the pirates don't seem to have mastered. The clones open fire on the pirates, blasting the speeder holding the, sp holding the spice. With the ransom now back in Republic hands, the clones can make their way to the pirate compound and retrieve Dooku and the Jedi. With the guard dealt with and the Jedi now free, all they have to do is avoid the pirates and escape the compound. Easier said than done. Through some careful stealth, they manage to make it outside, but are then spotted by the guards. Thinking on his feet, Anakin pole vaults the trio across them and onto the outer wall. Unfortunately, the weight of all three of them is too much, and Anakin can't pull them up. A blaster bolt snaps the bonds connecting Dooku to Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan catches him, but it's pointless. Onok and his guards are waiting on the outer wall. The clones load the spice containers onto the scalders and prepare to move out. They spot a set of power lines that point the direction to, of the pirate compound. At the compound, Turk reports to Onaka, lying that the Republic dispatched an army instead of the ransom. Turk advises that Onaka counterattack with tanks. 
Onaka is disappointed. He believed the Republic to be more honorable than this. He approves Turk's plan to mount an armored counter-assault. Luckily, Jar Jar spots the oncoming tanks. Commander Stone has a plan. He's going to send in Representative Binks to negotiate with the pirates. Jar Jar is reluctant, but he agrees in honor of Senator Carr's memory. With a supposed Republic army on the way, and the repeated escape attempts of the Jedi, Onaka decides to deal with the Jedi. Skywalker and Kenobi are being held by two arcing containment fields. Anakin refutes Onaka's claim and the Republic, that the Republic has double-crossed the pirates, but Onaka has lost his patience with the Jedi. He sends jolts of energy down the containment field, zapping the Jedi. Back in the field, Jar Jar approaches the tanks and begins his negotiations, but the pirates aren't the negotiating type. They take Jar Jar aboard one of their tanks as yet another hostage. Commander Stone's plan is going accordingly. Once aboard the tank, Jar Jar trips into the tank driver, sending one tank crashing into another, and then into the power station fueling the pirate compound. With the power out, the Jedi are free of their shackles. Retrieving their lightsabers, they turn the tables, taking Onaka hostage. Dooku has also managed to escape, making his way to the, to the ship that Turk intends to use to escape before Onaka uncovers his plan to steal the spice. Dooku uses the dark side to dispatch the pirates and takes the ship for himself. Back in the field, the clones use Jar Jar's diversion to overtake the remaining pirate tanks. They then use the tanks to retrieve the Jedi from the compound. With the clone's arrival, Obi-Wan lets Onaka go. Onaka is confused, but being the consummate teacher, Obi-Wan gives the pirates a lesson in Jedi honor. But although the Jedi seek no revenge, he can't say this But although he, the Jedi seek no revenge, he can't say the same for Dooku. So that is this week's episode, uh, The Gungan General, and it was a pretty good episode. I liked it. It um it had a few kind of kind of meh points, like I was entertained by, but um, but overall a good episode, a, a great second half to last week's episode, uh, Dooku captured. Um, although, if you don't like, once again, if you don't read the comics, the the online web comics, you're missing out on key story points, which I don't think is the right way to be to be doing this. Especially, like, if you missed last week and you don't have time to go online and you just show... I guess you can just kind of watch it, but you'll be a bit confused. And then you watch the episode before you and, you know, you won't really get the information that you think that you've missed. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too keen on them continuing to tell key story points in between episodes in the webcomics. I don't mind if they tell a story point that's not necessary to have seen um, that, that we get in some other form of, of story um, along the way. Like for this week's episode, if you haven't read the webcomic yet, um, Ayla Sakura and Commander Bly and, and a few other clones set a trap for this droid commander and, and, and his... Uh, battle droids and and they capture the the droid commander's head uh, and and the memory banks inside that droid commander 
um, which I'm assuming is going to lead directly into whatever uh, plans the the Republic and the Jedi have in this episode uh, at the beginning of the episode. And I'm sure that they'll mention something about, you know, with these stolen plans or something like that, you know, we found this separatist base and now we're attacking it. Um, that's fine to me. But something as important as Pilf Muckmuck uh, knocking out the Jedi so that they can be captured. Yeah, I don't really think that you can leave that out. Uh, it's an important story point. And if somebody doesn't read the webcomics, they don't necessarily have access to the internet or they're an incredibly busy person that doesn't have time to, to check out the comics. Because, I mean, the, they're three-page comics generally. And, and it's kind of... You got to go to the StarWars.com site. You got to navigate to the comics, and then you got to use their comic reader to open the pages and flip to that section, and then flip pages and and read this this three-page comic, which is just um, it's a long process, and I can understand if some people don't feel like doing it. So having those key story points is is a very good strategy for telling stories. Um, but it, you know, I don't run the show, so I don't really have a lot of say uh, or any say. <laughs> so, you know, I guess we just got to kind of deal with it. But, uh, but other than that, this was a pretty good episode. Um, I didn't like, and I mean, I got I got mail from a few people um, that they that they didn't have Ahmed Best for the voice, and the guy that they got to do the voice, um, it just it just wasn't quite Jar Jar. Now. I don't want to be like a, a, a total downer on it. I'll say if if they hadn't had Ahmed Best do Bombad Jedi and this, this other actor had just been the voice of Jar Jar right from the get-go, I wouldn't have had any problem. Um, I just would have accepted that this is the voice of Jar Jar in the Clone Wars series. Just like I've accepted Obi-Wan's voices are just that little bit different. I mean, Anakin's voice is quite different, although Matt Lanter does an awesome job every episode that he's in as Anakin Skywalker. Um, I, I, I think he's great. I think that his Anakin is uh, maybe even better than, than Hayden Christensen's Anakin, definitely better than Jake Lloyd's Anakin, and and uh, way beyond on the actor that did Anakin's voice for the uh, the Gennady Tartakovsky series, uh, for the the Clone Wars micro series. So, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to you know say that they should get all the original actors or you know people who sound exactly alike. Uh, I just think that they should cast appropriate actors like they have for the other roles because um, all of the main characters have been great, uh, except for now the replacement of of uh, Jar Jar with this new actor. I just don't think like, it's not quite the same. Like, he's got like a much deeper voice and it's a lot sort of, uh, it's more gravelly. Um, if, if that makes sense. And I just, I don't know. It's not, it's not my cup of tea. I don't, I'm not really too happy with, with this voice, but like I said, it might just be because we already had Ahmed best do the one episode. And I don't know why they couldn't get to scheduling conflicts, whatever. Uh, I don't know how busy of an actor Ahmed Best really is, so I mean, you know, maybe they just couldn't get him back in time for this episode, and they needed to get another actor, and they just didn't have enough time uh, 
to find the right voice or maybe they've had this voice all this voice actor all along prepared to do the Jar Jar character but I don't know um, in any case I, I don't really like him too much but uh, not not to say that the act the voice actor wasn't good it just wasn't what I was expecting so I think I was put off by that um, other than that I get the performance was good I just I just didn't care for the voice itself um, what was cool was to see uh, Senator Karras sort of being like an older senator and giving us a little bit of a, of a history of, of diplomacy, talking about how the last time that he was uh, in a negotiation like this, he ended up, or not negotiation, but, but delivering a ransom. He ended up in a den dungeon for two weeks or two months or something like that. Um, I thought that was pretty funny considering like they were pretty much walking right into a trap anyways. I mean, the Jedi had already been captured. What was to keep Onaka from getting even greedier and, you know, taking these guys ransom and, you know, or hostage and getting a ransom from them and all that. Onaka seemed like he, he had, you know, his, his eyes were bigger than his stomach. He bit off more than he could chew. What other metaphors can I use? Um, he was in over his head. So, uh, <laughs> He, uh, he just got greedy and instead of just getting his 100 million credits worth of spice uh, or 1 million credits worth of spice or however much it was and being happy at that he decides to capture these Jedi and, and to then ransom them off which you know I, it's one thing to have Dooku in a cell and, and to be dealing with him um, it's another thing to put two Jedi along with that Sith and then to chain them together. Like, whose brilliant idea was that? Um, if it were me, I would separate them. They'd be on, like, three, like, the three farthest points of the compound away from each other so that they can't team up because one Jedi is difficult enough to deal with. Uh, Dooku is difficult enough to deal with. Why would you give him two Jedi to work alongside? Um... Although, I mean, they kept escaping, and they kept getting captured, and I just thought that was kind of funny, because, I don't know, I just, I think that, that the Jedi could have made it out. Maybe if they weren't chained together, they could have. Maybe that was Onaka's plan, but uh, it just seemed like they kept escaping, and kept getting captured, and then they escaped again, and then they got captured. Uh, and it was just kind of it maybe it was a little bit too much of it and, and they should have just escaped once and gotten captured again once and then Jar Jar could have showed up and once again saved the day which I know a lot of you are probably uh, grinning and bearing it once again with Jar Jar saving the day but it wasn't it wasn't so much Jar Jar as it was sort of using Jar Jar as a weapon uh, sending him in as the uh, as the time bomb to take out the tanks I thought that was pretty funny. Definitely one of my favorite moments in the episode when uh, when when the other clones are kind of like, "Are you sure you know what you're doing?" He's like, "Don't worry, it's uh, this. I've got a plan, you know." And he sends Jar Jar in, and Jar Jar, of course, takes out the tanks, uh, gives them time to take it, to like capture the other tanks, and also takes out the power generator freeing Obi-Wan and Anakin, allowing them to take Onaka hostage. My one other problem with this episode is I understand Anakin getting his lightsaber back, 
where did Obi-Wan get his lightsaber from? Was he just like stowing it the whole time? Like he had it tucked into his robes and and it was just like the energy signature was masked in the last episode when the when the pirates scanned them or what? Like I don't know how they pulled it off. But they did. So uh so there's that. It just it kind of bothered me that Obi-Wan had his lightsaber all of a sudden. Now, Anakin got his back from Pilf, I'm guessing, who was carrying it or Onaka had it or somebody had it. Like we saw in the last episode, but it just all of a sudden gets it out of nowhere. Um other than that, I don't know. The episode was kind of just uh what I was expecting, you know? I uh, Jar Jar was up to his antics. Um, I didn't expect Senator Karras to die. That kind of came out of left field. And the clone pilots as well. Um, but I was expecting maybe a little bit more from the Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Dooku. Uh, maybe a little bit more comic relief from that situation. But it was a little bit more serious than I thought. Um, I mean, there was a lot of banter back and forth between the three of them but uh but it you know it wasn't uh, it, it kind of it was missing something but it was good it was just maybe i was just building it up too much in my own head but uh but i enjoyed it uh like i enjoyed the episode overall but it kind of felt like left me wanting more um it just it hasn't dazzled me like some of the other episodes have because like the the Kit Fisto episode, uh, Layer of Grievous, and um, and if it, and like rookies, those episodes just blew me away with the storytelling and the uh, the character exploration that we got with them. And I don't think that we really got that with this because we just had so many characters running around that it was just kind of like plot point by plot point. And I mean, like it 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 sort of leaves me excited for for the upcoming episode jedi crash where we're going to get to see uh ayla sakura and and ahsoka grow again as a padawan under another under another jedi it seems like ahsoka is getting lessons from every jedi in the uh in the order <laughs> uh at this rate i mean she's gotten lessons from anakin lessons from obi-wan lessons from Plo Koon, from uh, Luminara and Dolly in the one episode, and, and now Ayla Secura in this upcoming episode, as Ahsoka seems to just be getting kind of passed around from Jedi Master to Jedi Master. Um, but that's neither here nor there. That's next week's episode or the upcoming episode. Um, we're still on, on the Gungan General. Um, or maybe we're not. I think I'm done. Uh, that's say about that. I, I'd say it's about a three and a half out of five. I wouldn't quite say it's a four. Uh, I put some of the Malevolence episodes at a four, like the uh, uh, Shadow of Malevolence, the the one with the Y wings, uh, definitely at a four, and and Destroy Malevolence at like a four and a half, and and episodes like Rookies at a five, and and Layer of Grievous at a five. Um, but this one about a three and a half out of five in my rating scale um yeah it was pretty good it was all right uh so here is uh the upcoming episode description for jedi crash and it goes something like this when anakin is gravely injured in battle 
General Jedi General Ayla Secura must teach Ahsoka the Jedi philosophy of having no personal attachments while they brave the hostile planet in search of medical help for the Jedi Knight. It's like I was saying before, sounds like a pretty exciting episode. Written by Katie Lucas, George Lucas's daughter. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of see uh, how far the apple has fallen from the tree, as they say. A lot of metaphors this week. A lot of metaphors. Um, nothing wrong with that, though. And, uh, and this looks like it's going to be a good episode. And if you haven't checked out the webcomic, check it out before you watch the episode. The webcomics are awesome. This week's webcomic was, was illustrated by Tom Hodges, who is a member of our group, uh, our, our Facebook group. Um, the Frontlines Facebook group. So, uh, just like, uh, check it out. Support him. Support the web comics because they are good. The web comics are great. Um, I love them. Don't get me wrong. I just think that they should maybe be uh, a little bit less related to the upcoming episode. But they're trying to try them in. Trying to tie them in. <laughs> a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, so I can understand it, but you know, like I'd like to see them a little bit, a little bit separated. Uh, with that, let's go into the mailbag. Our first piece of mail comes from Joseph McCall in Southern Carolina, USA, and he says, "Dear Michael, I love your podcast. I think you do a wonderful job. Believe it or not, the only way I can watch the Clone Wars right now is on the internet. Yes, I know that's crazy." Anyway, I was going to tell that I was kind of disappointed when I heard that The Old Republic was an online multiplayer game because I do not play I use my brother's PC when I game. It seems to me that most Star Wars games these days are either MMOs or are not PC anyway. But I have high hopes for Battlefront 3. I also heard that they might release a PC version of The Force Unleashed. If you know anything about these, you tell me. Uh, your fan, Joe. And uh, I, I haven't heard anything about The Force Unleashed being on PC, unless it already is. I think it might already be on the PC. Because um, I think that it was released like across pretty much every platform. Uh, but you'd have to have a pretty good PC to run it. So uh, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of shape your PC is in, but it would have to be pretty souped up. As for The Old Republic, being an online multiplayer game, and you use your brother's PC to game, uh, it might be time to get your own PC. That's what I think. You should get your own, and uh, and however you can, um, save up your allowance, get a job, whatever it takes. Save up, get a nice gaming online gaming PC, and uh, and pick up the Old Republic when it hits. Because I can tell you for one thing that it is going to be like the premier place for Frontlines fans because I'm going to be online playing it all the time and you guys will be able to hang out with me and, and other other fans of Frontlines and we'll be able to play a Star Wars game together which I think is pretty awesome. Um, I don't know what you're saying about most of the Star Wars games being, being MMOs. There's only one other Star Wars MMO out and that's Star Wars Galaxies and that came out forever ago. Um, the rest of the Star Wars games that have come out have, have been single player primarily. I mean, you've got games that came out for the DS and the Nintendo Wii, which I still haven't gotten a chance to play. Um, but they're, they're 
not single player, they're multiplayer, but they're not like necessarily online multiplayer. You can play them two people in the same room. Um, and and uh, The Force Unleashed is a single player game, unless you have the Wii version, which has a multiplayer aspect. Um, and then everything else that's coming out sounds like it's, it's pretty much not MMOs. Uh, you've got high hopes for Battlefront 3 as well, so do I. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know that the game's necessarily coming out. There's been all this stuff sort of floating around the internet lately, though. So maybe it is. I don't know. I hope that it is. Like, I'm, I'm right there along with you, hoping for Battlefront 3. But we'll see. And uh, if I hear anything about The Force Unleashed on PC, uh, if it's not already, then I will, I will definitely report on that and let you guys know that it's coming out. Uh, just for you, Joe. And uh, thank you very much for checking out the show uh, and, and for being a fan. Um, second piece of news, or uh, not news, uh, second piece of mail comes from Matthew Campbell, and he says, uh, I know you're a huge fan of Obi-Wan, as am I. I was wondering if you've started reading the Wild Space novel. It was released here in the States in early December. I just finished it a few days ago. It takes place during the downfall of a droid episode, but follows Obi-Wan. I know you've been wanting to get some Obi-Wan action in the Clone Wars. I will say it's not the best Star Wars novel out there, but it certainly has plenty of Obi-Wan action. Uh, and that's from Matthew Campbell. Thank you, Matthew, for that piece of mail. Um, and thank you for, for bringing my attention to the book. I, I actually didn't even realize that there was a book, a Clone Wars book called Wild Space. You told me, especially considering it's about Obi-Wan, I headed out, I picked it up, but Here's, here's the tough part. While I was at the bookstore picking up this book, which I've got it now and I'm going to read it, um, I also noticed that Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor has just been released on in hardcover, and that is written by Matthew Stover, who wrote the Episode 3 novelization, as well as uh, the, the Mace Windu Clone Wars book, Shatterpoint, which is my favorite of the Clone Wars books. And Matthew Stover, just an awesome, awesome writer, takes the Jedi into these totally dark, interesting places. And, and he's doing a classic trilogy story. Well, not classic trilogy, because it takes place after, uh, after Return of the Jedi. Actually, just after the book, The Truce of Bakura, I think it's several months later. Um, and and I, I gotta be honest with you guys, I am maybe a little bit Clone wars out right now. I've, you know, watching the episodes, reviewing them, writing uh, recaps, sort of keeping my, my, my ear to the pavement. There's another metaphor for you. Uh, about Clone Wars, reporting on the news all the time. I'm just Clone wars out, and I need some classic trilogy. I need, like, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. I need... A bit of those stories right now so uh, so I'm gonna read uh, Luke Skywalker in the shadow of Mindor first I'm probably gonna get through it pretty quick though because Matthew Stover writes an awesome book and uh, and and I'll probably just like chew it up like I'll just I'll just read the crap out of it and then once I'm done that I'll, I'll move on to Wild Space and uh, and then I'll give you guys a review of it it actually, Wild Space doesn't look like it's too long. It looks like it's almost a novella. It's kind of in a in a larger format than a regular paperback novel, but um, but the print's pretty big. 
so it, it looks like it's it's a pretty quick read so um, so I'll get through Luke Skywalker in the shadows of Mindor if you guys want me to I'll tell you how that was although I'm sure like I'm, I'm about a chapter or two into it now and uh, and it's pretty good so far um, but I'll tell you guys how that was and then I'll read Wild Space and I'll tell you guys how that is so thank you very much Matthew for uh, uh, keying me into into this book being out and that it's about Obi-Wan I'm, I'm totally psyched to read it just uh, more psyched to read The Shadows of Mindor right now um, that is all of our mail and, and just before I go this is normally the part where I would end the episode and tell you to check out our podcast or the website Clone Wars Podcast and join the Facebook group follow us on Twitter and uh, send me mail uh and, and head to our new forums, but I have something else in mind. Um, I have a contest, and uh, the first two listeners, this is a big one. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll explain it first a little bit before I tell you what the contest is. I went out after last week's episode and my, uh, my disgraceful reporting of the Valentine card news, um, and not being able to say anything like what what the cards say or anything and not knowing and being such a, a goof on that one. I went out and I and I bought the two sets of Star Wars Valentine's cards that they that they have out right now, the Clone Wars ones. because um, the classic trilogy character ones are actually just the ones from last year. So I've got the Clone Wars ones, um, so that I could look at them, read them and, and see what the funny things were. And they're exactly the same as the last set. Uh, stuff like uh, your great ally Valentine and, and uh, you know like the forces stuff like that great great Valentine's cards for total geeks like us um, but I bought both they have they have a regular set of just like the paper Valentine's cards that you fold over with the little sticker in that um, and then they also have these lenticular ones which are totally totally awesome but this leaves me with an overabundance of Valentine's cards. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have this contest and the first two listeners to head over to our new forums on geekoutpodcast.com slash forums in the frontline section, I'm going to uh, post a, a news post, or not a news post, but like a, a like a a, a topic in there and the first two members uh, of our listeners to uh, to head over there I'm not gonna put the question there I'm just gonna put like the 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 thread so you have to have listened to the episode listen to this episode and then head over to the forums register if you're not already registered check out the rest of and then post your answer to the question in in this forum thread um and those the first two will get a set uh they'll get like the full sheet because in in the set of the lenticular ones there's three sheets like three copies of each of the cards so you'll get one sheet of the lenticular and one sheet of the regular valentine's cards um and i'll mail those out to you um and, and just the first two to answer this and the third person will just get a set of the regular Valentine's cards. But uh, so the, those first three people to respond are going to get prizes. 
respond with the correct answer, that is. You can't just respond. You have to have the correct answer to the question. The trivia question is, in this past episode, the Gungan General, what piece of Lucasfilm history made a cameo appearance in this and what famous adventure movie is it from? Now here's a hint for those of you who might not have noticed it. It was really, really subtle. Head over to StarWars.com and you'll be able to find the answer. It's on StarWars.com and it has to do with the episode The Gungan General. I'm not going to give any other hints. The first three to answer this question on our new forums on geekoutloudpodcast.com slash forums in the frontline section under the thread which will be uh frontlines contest uh you go in there post your answer uh what famous what piece of lucasfilm history made a cameo appearance in the episode the gungan general and what famous adventure movie is it from you've got to have both of those answers in order to get the prize i'm making you guys work for it like this isn't an easy like this it's an easy answer because you can find the answer on StarWars.com, but you gotta have both parts parts of the answer. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to continue doing this stuff, um, which actually leads me into like the last piece. It's not really news, but if you guys can all head over to CloneWarsPodcast.com, I've got a listener survey, a link to a listener survey. There's a there's a blog post about it that you there with a link, and there's also a button right at the top of the site to the listener survey. Um, if you can head over there and check that out and click on it, do the survey, it takes like a minute. It's one page, it's nothing. Um, it's a demographic survey because I'm trying to get sponsors for the show. Um, I know that that doesn't sound all that interesting to you guys, but it this does take a lot of time out of my week. Um, and it does actually cost money for hosting and for all that sort of stuff. So a sponsor was a huge help to me to keep the podcast going, um, to sort of help with, with paying for the hosting service and all that stuff. And it'll also help me when I do stuff like this, like with a contest. And hopefully if I can get a good sponsor, uh, and, and depending on how much they're gonna sponsor, we can get prizes and stuff through a sponsor, through starwars.com, through Lucasfilm, sort of get a little bit more credibility and, and hold more contests. I'd really love to be able to do that, um, especially with, with stuff coming up like the, the, the DVDs and um, the, the video games that are coming out that, that I've been covering, like The Old Republic and now Battlefront 3. Um, so sort of just, you know, get you guys a little bit more involved, make it a little bit more interactive. But the first step is you've got to head over to clonewarspodcast.com, check out the survey, fill it out, and, and answer honestly and and uh, Wizard Media who is our new uh, podcast host well Libsyn's our new hot podcast host which I just moved everything over um, and Wizard Media who's part of Libsyn will they'll they'll find us a sponsor with the demographic survey and and get us sponsored so that I can bring you guys more episodes and uh, and devote a little bit more time to the show than I do already um, and, and like I said, contests, 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 contests. So if you guys just, it's, it takes five seconds, well, maybe like a minute, maybe two minutes, five minutes to, to head to the site, fill out the survey and, uh, and, and you guys could end up getting rewarded, all of you loyal listeners. So, 
uh, is totally worth it. And while you're there, don't forget to uh, like leave comments on, on the episodes for me. You can also find links to us on Twitter. So you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, our username is Clone Wars uh, over there on Twitter. You can head over to our, join our Facebook group. And there's also links to the forum, so uh, which is geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. And we are under the subforum, Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. We've got some great discussions going in there. I, I definitely want to get it more active. Everybody else is like, we're in last place. That's the thing. Like, I want you guys over there on the forums, getting active and discussing things because all of the other podcasts have got all these great discussions going about their shows and, uh, and you guys are absent. And I, I don't want Steve to think that he wasted a space or a spot on his forums for us because we're not in there discussing. You gotta get in there and discuss, guys. It's, uh, it's really important. So head over to our new forums at geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. That is the episode for this week, and I will catch you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you later.